worship in the world is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions as we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today.
Let us begin with prayer. God, our chief end, our purpose in this life is to glorify you and enjoy you forever. We know that delight comes to those who pay attention and so we turn our attention to you, O oh God, to delight in you. And we thank you, O oh God, that you did not make us to be alone but to belong with you and through you with each other. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm gonna do a little intro to this sermon series before Charles comes up to bring the good word. And I'm just gonna remind us that we are reading through the Apostle Paul's letter to the early church in Philippi. And when you open up your Bible, it's gonna be presented, this letter, as a book called Philippians. And I'm gonna encourage you today, as I've encouraged you every other week so far, in your own time to read that letter. It's only four chapters. It's not gonna take you a long time. But I want you to read it out loud and I want you to write questions for God in the margins. And then I want you to underline where God is speaking to you. As we're reading through Philippians, we're also exploring uh, what's called the porcupine dilemma, which has become a sacred metaphor for me when we're talking about belonging. German philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer observed porcupines in cold weather, and he said that they would move from isolation towards one another in order to get warm, in order to survive. But porcupines, hedgehogs, are covered in quills, so there was no way about it. As soon as they got close to each other, their quills started to poke one another, to harm each other. That's where we are in the sermon series today. You can see it on the back of your program or on a blog post. We are at the point where it's gonna hurt, where those quills are very real. I gave Charles the easy sermon, y'all. He told me already. And you and I, just as porcupines have all those quills, you and I have human sin. Not one of us lives without it. And so we too poke and prod one another when we get close. Good morning. Our scripture lesson can be found in your program, Philippians chapter three, verses two through 11. The word of God reads, Beware of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, beware of those who mutilate the flesh. 
For it is we who are the circumcision who worship in the spirit of God and boast in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh, even though I too have reason for confidence in the flesh. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews. As to the law, a Pharisee. As to zeal, a persecutor of the church. As to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. The word of God for us, the people of God. This is going to hurt. This is going to hurt. <clears throat> Let me tell you a story about two people I know. They were like magnets drawn together to each other. This shared desire for comfort, this shared desire for protection, a shared desire for belonging, just pulled them together. They could not separate from each other. In a world that often felt cold and unforgiving, they came to each other for comfort, joy, belonging, like magnets. Let's call them Steph and Yvonne. Steph was a kind-hearted soul, compassionate and empathetic but plagued, plagued by past scars and vulnerabilities. Yvonne, on the other hand, exuded strength and courage and resilience. Having overcome adversity through shared determination, Yvonne was not supposed to make it this far in life, but had. They saw in each other the missing pieces of their own lives. Their friendship began with these deep, deep conversations Revealing conversations, the kind of conversations where you tell somebody something you never told someone before. You don't know why, you just feel comfortable. You feel open and like a waterfall, it comes out. They share their secrets that they never shared before. Steph found solace in Yvonne's unwavering support, while Yvonne felt seen and understood by Steph's kindness. As their connection deepened, as you could imagine it did, so did their need for comfort. Steph, haunted by past insecurities, leaned heavily on Yvonne for emotional reassurance. And Yvonne, in turn, relied on Steph to provide a sense of vulnerability and intimacy that had been absent in their life for far too long. They did not realize that their dependence on each other was like a double-edged sword. The more they sought comfort, the closer they got, the more they sought belonging, the more they looked for protection, the more they unintentionally hurt each other. Steph's constant need for reassurance began to feel suffocating to Yvonne, while Yvonne's stoic demeanor often left Steph feeling like they were emotionally unsupported and abandoned. This relationship that was once a sanctuary 
began to strain under the weight of their unmet and often unspoken expectations and needs and the pain that they inflicted on each other. Arguments became more frequent, misunderstandings became deeper, and both felt the emotional toll of their unintentional hurt. One evening, while they sat together after another argument, in silence, tears welling up in their face, in their eyes, they realized they had hurt each other, not out of malice, but because they had become each other's crutches, leaning so heavily caused pain. Steph said to Yvonne, this does not feel good anymore. My heart is hurting. My heart is in pain. Someone should have told us this is going to hurt. You ever been in a relationship that hurts? You ever been in a space where somebody hurts you unexpectedly and you hurt somebody else? Today, my intention is to reflect upon this human condition in our relationships to prepare our hearts and minds for the inevitable, unintentional, and often unexplainable pain that comes when we seek to deepen our connections with one another in the pursuit of comfort, closeness, and belonging. Yeah, this is going to hurt. In a world where We long for connection and belonging. We must be prepared for a hard truth. We must be prepared for a reality that drawing closer to others, yes, it can cause joy, but it can also cause pain. In our lives, we often find ourselves unintentionally causing pain to others, especially those closest to us. This is going to hurt. Before I proceed, I should also warn you that just listening to this sermon might hurt. Just hearing this may hurt. I don't know. What I found out about pain and about hurt is that we all are on our own journey. And I can't hurt for you and you can't hurt for me. But I can tell you this much. Even writing this, I was reminded of hurt in my life. It hurts sometimes to write it. I was reminded not only of the hurt that others caused me, I was reminded of the hurt that my quills called somebody else, those pain points. And as somebody said, though it was not intended, there still was an impact where someone was hurt. I ask you today as you listen to these words, open your hearts to receive them wherever you are on your own personal journey. Let's not judge each other. Let's not condemn ourselves. And let's just recognize on this journey, there are times where this is going to hurt. And my prayer is that we all find words to help us heal through this message. The first thing I want to talk about is the nature of our human imperfection. The nature of this. In verse 2, Paul warns us against the dogs and the evil workers and those who would mutilate us. Someone with the intentionality, with the purpose, with the desire to cause us harm. Paul is warning us about false teachers and things of nature who wake up, who want to go out of their way to make sure we are led astray. The dogs, the evil workers, those who would mutilate. But I saw something else here. Because Dawn said, hey, when y'all are reading this right here, write some questions in the margin. So I wrote a question in the margin I want to share with you today. The question I wrote... 
You know, Paul talked about the dogs and the evil workers and the mutilators. You know, let's, let's warn us about that. Beware of that. But I said, I wonder what would happen if Paul said, beware of your friends. Beware of the church. Beware of your spouse. Beware of your child. Beware of your parents. Beware of your pastor. Beware of your coach, your advisor, your friends. What if we were to beware of the people who we know don't have the intentions to hurt us, but they still hurt us? As we draw closer to those who we love and they love us, this is going to hurt. We are imperfect beings prone to making mistakes and acting out of selfishness. These imperfections can cause us to hurt each other unintentionally. So today I'm not going to talk about the dogs. I'm not going to talk about the evil workers. I'm not going to talk about the mutilators. I'm going to talk about those we love, those we're close to, those we count on, those we rely on. Yeah, this is going to hurt. Our desire for comfort, often stemming out of our own insecurities or fears, can cause us to prioritize our needs over the feelings and needs of others, resulting in pain within our relationships. Yeah, I, I got this need that I want to prioritize. Charles, it's my need, and I love you so much, friend, family, pastor, spouse, child. I love you, but this need I have, which I don't even know I have at times, may cause me to cause you pain. And I may not even say I'm sorry because I don't even know I'm sticking you. Because all I see is the need that I have right now. Now imagine us being in the same space with those same needs and same quills. That human imperfection we have is one of the reasons why when we pull out the prayer of admission on a weekly basis and we look at it and we sit with it for a while and we read it and we say, yeah, I see myself here. Have you ever looked at the prayer of admission and saw yourself in there? I know I have. Saw your quills in there? I know I have. The nature of our human perfection is one reason why we're thankful for Jesus the Christ. And that leads us to this search for comfort. We are searching for comfort. We are in need of comfort. We get up looking for comfort and belonging. In verses 4 through 6, Paul discusses his past accomplishments and how he once, check it out, Paul once sought comfort through his achievements and his religious zeal. Anybody know that feeling? Felt good sitting around all my accolades. Felt good with all the trophies and all the awards and look at what we won and look at who we are and look at what they say. Oh, it feels so good. Just lay it all out, how good we are. And Paul at one point found comfort in all of that. Similarly, we often seek comfort in various ways. We seek it through our success and through our possessions and even through other people. We expect them to fill voids within us. And unfortunately, there are times when we expect others to fill a void that only Christ can fill. See, when we place the burden of our own comfort solely on others, we can hurt them by expecting them to fulfill a need while ignoring their need and to fulfill a need that they don't have the capacity to fill. Quite frankly, sometimes we ask too much of each other. And quite frankly, sometimes in our zeal for love of somebody else, we know we can't fill their need, but we try anyway. And sometimes that trying compounds and causes more hurt and pain. 
because we're searching for comfort. But there's transformation through Christ. If you keep reading in Philippians, get down to 7, around verse 7 through 10, Paul reveals there's some transformation that he only encountered through Christ. He realizes that true comfort and fulfillment could only come through a relationship with the Lord. Another question I put in the margin, Charles, who are you seeking comfort from? Charles, who do you have unrealistic expectations of? Charles, who has been unintentionally hurt by your unmet needs that they are not bound to meet? To avoid hurting others unintentionally or even intentionally in our closest relationships, we must seek our primary comfort in Christ, allowing his love and grace to fill our hearts. There are some spaces in our heart and in our lives that only Christ can fill. And quite frankly, quite frankly, real talk, it is unfair to expect another person to meet a need that only God can. And I don't know about you, but I want to meet the needs of my children. And I want to meet the needs of my spouse. I want to meet the needs of my pastor. I want to meet your needs. If I'm coaching somebody, I want to meet their needs. I want to meet people's needs. But then I also recognize, real talk, that was part of my sin. Yeah, because I'm good. Let me help you. <laughs> Let me fix you. I got it. No, I don't. No, I don't. There are some things I can't help you with. There are some things you can't help me with. There are some things we cannot help each other with. There are some things that all of us need to go to Christ for. When we find our comfort in him, we become more capable of showing love, empathy, and forgiveness to those around us, healing and strengthening our relationships. It just is what it is. Some things we can't give to each other, folks. There's a story of a good friend of mine, and it, it broke my heart to hear the story. They have an adult child, and their relationship is strained with their adult child. It's a strained relationship. And the good friend of mine said, Charles, I feel bad because... I'm so close to my adult child and it's causing me pain to be this close to my child. And I feel like I got to withdraw from my own child for my own well-being. Can you imagine that? I'm not trying to abandon my child, but this pain, there's pain in this relationship and I don't know if I can handle it. Well, it comes to find out that the child had the same sentiments and feeling about their parent. I love, I love my parent, but it's so tough being in relationship, being so close, I don't know if I can handle it. In that situation, both of them in their love for each other were causing pain for each other because they were both trying to extract something from the other that neither had to give. Let us strive to find our ultimate comfort in our relationship with Jesus Christ, allowing his love to flow through us and thereby fostering healthier and more compassionate relationships with one another. Let us remember the words of Paul. Around verse 10, he says, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in death. In our pursuit of belonging, may we share in Christ's sufferings, but we also share in Christ's resurrection. 
May we draw closer to one another, guided by the wisdom of God's words, and find strength and comfort and knowledge that we belong. We belong to the family of Christ where love and grace abounds. Remember Stephanie Vaughn? In that moment of clarity, they decided to start communicating better and openly about their fears, insecurities, and needs. They understood the true comfort that can only be found in Christ. They learned to have boundaries with each other. As they barked on this spiritual journey of self-discovery and personal growth, their relationship began to transform because, quite frankly, they reframed and redefined what they were to each other. And most importantly, they recognized there were some things they sought from each other that they had to go to Christ for. And that's where the transformation came in. Thanks be to God. I have made mistakes I have made mistakes I continue to make them And the promises I've made The promises I've made I continue to break them All the doubts I've faced All the doubts I've faced I continue to face it When nothing is a waste Nothing is a waste If you learn from it And the sun, it does not cause us The sun, it does not cause us to grow
Family, we will find hurt the closer we draw to people. And we will find healing the closer we're drawn to Christ. In other words, this is going to hurt and Christ is going to heal. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us henceforth now and forevermore. Let the church say amen. 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 And amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.